0: Now I'm going
1: to leave the meeting, no. No, now you're going to leave the meeting. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Barefoot Lunch Podcast. Today I'm joined by the wonderful, the intelligent, the energetic Jennifer Shinkai. I've known Jennifer since the early 2000s. She, when she started as a consultant, uh, she came to us from the UK and a very smart lady, joined our sales team, moved into marketing. Uh, she likes to tell the story where she filled my shoes when I left the organization and was a wonderful trainer. Uh, she left that job and set up her own coaching company, which she has been running for the last five years, as well as raising a couple of wonderful kids and taking care of a lovely husband. As well as that, uh, we'll talk to Jennifer today about all the wonderful things that she does in her world, including painting, um, the way that she's helped entrepreneurs through uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, through cr- creating Making March Matter, and all the things that she does around her podcast and the wonderful people that she engages with. I think you'll enjoy the conversation that we have today. Good day and welcome to Barefoot Lunch. I'm getting high with Jennifer Shinkai podcast i wasn't gonna say that right
0: i actually haven't got high very often in my life i have to say i was not really i didn't really do that much wow we're going for the real talk straight from the, straight from the off
1: <laughs> i was thinking of uh when i was in colorado and and mile high city Um oh, right, right so i was thinking more altitude than and oh. happiness
2: oh
1: uh so yeah oh. we'll we'll anyway good morning good day <laughs> good
0: morning let's edit
1: that bit out jane that's how a lunch that's how a lunch works uh, a barefoot yeah. lunch yeah that. i am barefoot
0: in my in my so, office now
1: so we're we're doing this because of you um it's i, I was I, we, I was going to uh i did all these podcasts and then i decided i wasn't going to do any more. and then we had so much fun on yours and then you said when am you going to have me on your podcast and i thought well Now I have to do some more. So here we are. Yay. Yay. So let's start off with uh, the three questions I always ask. Okay. What book would you recommend everyone should read, Jennifer?
0: Uh, I would recommend that everybody reads my uh, debut children's story, Can Giraffe Swim? Shameless plug. Thank you very much. Written and illustrated by uh, me. Um, Then after that.
1: Spoiler alert. The the giraffe dies. (laughs) No, just kidding that's horrible uh,
0: spoiler alert i don't really answer the question so if you're looking for um a scientific uh treatise with you know interesting illustrations of can giraffe swim and what the science would look like this is not the book for you got it um but if you want a whimsical tale of a non-binary giraffe who travels in lockdown somehow from tokyo to australia um yeah then and the, you know some pictures of the Sky Tree. There's a lion for no reason. Um, Is there yeah. a little
1: heart? There's a heart.
0: There's a little heart.
1: Yeah, I think my mom found a heart on that.
0: Oh, did she? Oh, yeah, but not not on purpose. So it's a no. it's a it's a really hidden Easter egg. The, um. Yeah. So kind of.
1: I, I have a business idea for you. Yeah. I think you know. You have poodles, right? the big dogs and now they're miniature poodles and yeah. they have mini- and they have miniature horses. I want to create a miniature giraffe.
0: Miniature giraffe.
1: and and so you could have a pet giraffe. I also want to do this with dolphins.
0: Like you want to you want to be God. We'd be God actually here. I don't, <laughs> don't want to be uh, playing with this DNA so much. i've I've read enough. well, you know who I love. I love uh, Margaret Atwood. I think everyone should read some Margaret Atwood um so go and read one of those dystopian yes penelope ad uh but read the mad mad adam stuff the oryx and Crake, like and then you will not want to make um miniature giraffes okay killer killer clever pigs um all sorts yeah
1: i've really prepared for this interview i got all the all the the I know. Props, I've got my. But, book. I've
0: not got your, your book somewhere. Yes. And and
1: so what? Uh, and then what other books you're going to, before? Well, you I, I was going to say you?
0: actually, yeah. Like I I love a I love a dystopian <laughs> dystopian novel. Um, Margaret Atwood. I will read a lot. What other book? Well, it depends what you want. To, what do you want to learn? I don't. I don't really have like a a one book that does it all. Um. Yeah, I hate this question.
1: Okay. Well, then let's it. move on. Then let's move yeah. on. It's a yeah. throw it out there. What's uh? What is your favorite lunch?
2: My favorite? Oh, I don't like
0: these questions at all. Don't ask me to choose one thing. It's like so hard. Well, you could
1: have two lunches.
0: <laughs> two lunches. If, if
1: we're going to go out and eat, where are we going? Where are you taking me for a, a splendid lunch?
0: Oh goodness, I don't know. We're supposed to be going out for dinner, aren't we? And I've said yeah. I don't want to decide that. I'm really bad at choosing. <laughs> locations I failed last our uh, last dinner um do you know what I would take you though I would go to uh, Vaticinare, which is a small very small Italian restaurant next to Higashima Kojima station run by this one chef um and I want to small support small businesses in um uh in COVID it's yes. very tough especially in like food and beverage and hospitality oh my god what are you two years they've had Mm. um, a year and a half. But he just does this amazing stuff. He does brilliant lamb and uh, he always treats us really well and uh, kids aren't allowed. Um, So yeah, but, but next year my daughter will be able to go and he's very excited because uh, to see her again, because when we first went, she was a baby and kids were allowed, but he's since changed his rules. So we'd go there and um, we'd get the set menu and we'd have some wine and oh, nice. um, I'm sit in this tiny, tiny restaurant and have a is nice it, chat.
1: One of the things that you said you love doing is it brings you joy sitting in a pub and, and chatting, which I think is delightful as well.
0: Yes, yes. I haven't, I haven't been to the pub for so long though. But if we were, oh, the pub I would go to, I don't know if it's still there. Maybe we'd go to the Gardener's Arms back in Oxford and we see if Jenny and Dave. Still around? I'm not sure. They came to my wedding. How cool is that? The landlord of the pub came to our <laughs> wedding. Um, that's how important they were in my in my Oxford life. Uh Yes, maybe we'd go there or somewhere.
1: That's a that says something either about your studies or about your your drinking habits. I'm not sure which. I think
0: it says something about both of those things: but drinking habits uh, and the output.
1: In all seriousness, a friend of mine who is uh, who is the chair was the chair of uh archaeology at cambridge he said that the you know classes are nice but the the real learning happens at the pub afterwards when you just go and you, you kind of exchange those ideas and...
0: maybe, maybe, maybe i think it depends how much you drink <laughs> and who you're drinking with and what you're talking about because we talked a lot of broken biscuits to be honest so okay um, fair yeah.
1: enough and then if, yeah. you, if you're going to a, a barefoot lunch and you're going to invite anyone living or dead yeah who would you invite
0: oh yeah you asked me this question another of those questions which
1: I hate um well you invited three people you got down well I
0: did I did I said I think I got um I said I'd keep it contemporary so because this actually then maybe has a chance to happen Mm. so I said I would invite Margaret Atwood yeah um because she's amazing I'd invite Graham Norton
2: he's amazing
0: he's amazing um and he could also talk about uh tom hiddleston and maybe i'd invite tom hiddleston as well i don't think i could have l- uh, lunch with tom hiddleston and then i'd have michaela cole because she's amazing as well and that would be my contemporary lunch guests am i only allowed three did you say
1: well you had four had so four you, well you i have don't like the question so i'm gonna break it's, the rules yeah it's your uh i,
0: I would give up your tom. life you can
1: you i can would give that. up
0: tom if i had to or i could sit on his knee there we go job's done that's how we manage around the
2: table
1: so I think for listeners we have to explain that there is a a Tom Hiddleston fetish going on if they haven't guessed that already yeah yeah and what is it about um uh, Michaela Cole that uh...
0: Michaela Cole so I first came across Michaela Cole um watching her TV show, oh, was it called Bubblegum Dreams? I think the play was originally called Bubblegum Dreams and it's like the story of her growing up in London, um, this really religious family and and how she kind of breaks away from that and she's just funny and she's dark and she's so talented um, and then last year she, was it last year? 2020 or 20, maybe 2020 it came out um, on BBC uh, a show called I May Destroy You she's mm-hmm. really, really again dark and funny uh view into sexual assault um and it's like her story oh my god it's so powerful and she's just she's just brilliant she's just this amazing creative she's so authentic um and cool oh and she was in she was as an actress she was in a show called oh i can't remember it was set in rwanda she was really good in that she's incredibly beautiful as well. Yeah. Bye. Check, check Thanks. out her work. She wrote a nice little manifesto called Misfits about um like the poor treatment of creatives. Okay. Especially like um, because you know, in the UK, they're trying to like, okay, let's get some underrepresented voices, so like young black British writers, and but they're not like given any support. They're like, we want your voice, we want your life, but we won't actually pay you to write. Yeah. So like you can't live. Um, so it's that like you can't have like our voices and not invest in us mm. so she sort of uncovers that that piece in the entertainment industry about yeah everybody's like oh we want to have diverse voices but well that's... these people don't necessarily have access to the funds that can keep their writing so mm. how do you how do you support that so yeah she's a, a great activist as well
1: that's brilliant so it sounds like you were describing you brilliant uh, and uh
0: I would not even e- not even cool. in the ranks. Not so, even in the ranks of Michaela Colt. Yeah. Let's let's so you did <laughs> right. May I destroy you now? But one of the no. things
1: that's, I mean, we're you're you're also you took up um painting and watercolors, which I mean they're gorgeous in here, right? Thank and you. what that's a white that's, page. So that's yeah, that's there was a lot not, of
0: fillers because you have to have 24 pages to okay. uh, print on
1: what um Tell us, tell me about your diving into into the world of painting and well, art.
0: Well, as a kid, um especially in my teenage years, I did a lot of art. And I remember there was a, um, I had a big remember a big fight with my mom about doing GCSE art. So GCSE in the UK is like the exams, it's a two-year course. Mm. You take it it's like 1450s like 16 if you finish at 16 the GCSEs. Mm general certificate of secondary education and I really wanted to do art and my mom and dad were not that keen on the idea because not academic yeah um and I pushed and pushed and then I said oh I can do it if I take because they created this new type of science uh, study GCSE called dual award science so you could study three subjects in mm. like two you could take about nine subjects right
2: yeah. so
0: they squish them together um and I wasn't planning to be a doctor or anything like that so science wasn't really that important to me I mean it's so ridiculous isn't it you think wow you have to decide at that age like those right. exams and then that decides the next the A levels which is like three to four subjects and then that's going to decide what you can do as your undergraduate degree it's absolutely nuts anyway and I remember having this conversation with my mom, and she's like, if you and I might have made this up, this is a story that's been going in my head for the last 30 years. So yeah. sorry, Mom, in advance. <laughs> um and I remember her saying, like, if you, if I find that you're spending all your time in that studio instead of and your grades are suffering in other things, then we're gonna take you out of the course. And um, I did spend a lot of time in Mrs. Nelson's studio. Yeah. And um, but then you know, I went to university. So at A levels, I didn't take art. Um and then I went to university, didn't do anything, didn't even sketch, didn't, and then like the last how many years? Six, seven years? I've been like, yeah. mm, something. I need to, I need, I need, I need something. I need to do something with my hands. I don't know. Like yeah. something is calling me. And um, so I started to do a bit, a bit, and then in covid i was at home and i was like as everybody else was and uh, i started to join this online art class which was originally like a what was it called just like a stress relieving class and it was all adults yeah and then um and the teacher kiddo is actually based in malaysia yeah so this is like the wonder of the world and i know her through points of view which is this coaching tool that i use it's very visual yeah and she's an artist and a graphic designer and also a teacher so she was running this class for adults. And then somehow like all these kids started to come. So it was kids and adults. And then it was like kids and me. <laughs> <laughs> and I stayed and all the adults had gone. Maybe like they'd gone back to work or like going to other classes at different times. And it's like, you know, Wednesdays, at, it used to be Thursdays, but it's like middle of the afternoon on a Wednesday, Japan time. Yeah. And I've just been going to that class every week. And that was where the Kanji Raff swim came from. And then now I'm like, okay, I've illustrated this book and I'm still not done. So I decided last month that um, I haven't actually announced this to my clients, but um, you're going to find that one day of the week you can't get in touch with me because I'm just focusing on creative. So I'm either writing my book on Ikigai or I'm working on your poem illustration or like developing my technique so learning in some way um, so, so you can see in the background my
1: your studio so, that's my little there's my studio absolutely brilliant yeah I think that's one of the things that's a huge takeaway you know something to unpack here is from uh COVID is just a repeated theme is people are diving into their world mm. and into this kind of barefoot lunch or you know, this, that creativity, the parts of their life that give uh, flourishing wonder. And um, it's not uh, being in recruitment. I always think everybody's wants to change jobs because they're trying to find their life's fulfillment and a job's not necessarily for that purpose. And I think a lot of people shouldn't be changing jobs just because they're looking for their life's fulfillment. Mm. They should probably find it. Outside of their job, they need to figure out how to to balance that. And uh...
2: but I I
0: also feel that you can find a lot of it as well. Like if you can if you can, yep, I, you know, um, then that's that's amazing too. So I also don't think that it should be like okay, I have my like best self.
1: No, <laughs> is yeah,
0: out of here, and like none of that shows up in my nine till five. And most of us who in Tokyo are not working nine to fives anyway. Um, like wow, if you're not bringing any of that into that environment that's that's like a recipe for a mental breakdown to be honest yeah, that's,
1: that's why i just just dislike this um the idea of work-life balance mm. I, th- I think there's only life balance yeah. you have life and yep. so when you go to work you're bringing life still when, alive, you come home and <laughs> when you come home you're still doing the same thing so yeah i think we're asking uh, the wrong questions when we go into the office. Mm. And, and I think as a, well, as business owner with um, employees, I need to make sure that I'm asking the right questions of my employees too, to get the best out of them. And that's a responsibility as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, and you're an exceptional entrepreneur, which is one, you're just a Renaissance woman. I'm so impressed by you. Every time I talk to you, it's always a wow. Um, How's business?
0: Good. I've uh, decided not to take on any more projects this year. I think it's full enough. Yep. Um. So looking into twenty twenty two, it'll be interesting to see. Everything for the last year and a half has been all online. Um. Mm. That's allowed me to like work with more clients, um, in different regions as well. And I like the fact that now I'm doing more um, journey programs. It's such a horrible coaching term but i'll say so like more okay. small little and often trainings right so normally like normally in the past i would do like okay we're going to be for an offsite for two days it's mm. going to be intense residential whatever and then um yeah maybe i'll see you again yep. but instead i'm doing like okay we're going to meet for two hours and then i'll see you in two to three weeks and then I'll see you again in two, three weeks and we'll do that for six months. So kind of coming back to the content and making it more manageable and bite sized. Mm. Um, I still think there's a, there's a huge place for like that residential like, shared experience. Yeah. Um, but also it's amazing what you can do in a different, in a different setup. So I actually feel like, Oh, I, I kind of know these participants in a different way, mm. especially when I'm doing that big group work and I, I, yeah.
1: How much of your work are you doing that's uh, international versus in Japan?
0: Um, Well, like the last, just looking at my calendar, which is in front of me here. um, I've done work in the last year with clients in India, um, Europe, where else across Asia Pacific, uh, you know, Singapore, Hong Kong, Taiwan, uh, Korea. Yeah. But I still think mostly Japan's probably 80, 80, 20.
1: Yeah. And do you think with i I just get a feel with um in Japan, we're always we always feel like we're we're closed and we're we're very special, and we're on our little island and in the in the world. but it's um really opened up with Covid, and that mm-hmm. we do so many things online. You talked about taking um your painting lessons online. Yeah. And, and from someone in malaysia i'm taking my my music lessons my my music teachers in philadelphia um and you can just reach out and and to the best talent globally mm. yeah in a way i, mean, that I think you've being, never being been a native english, english speaker
0: before. is is a huge a huge advantage <laughs> in this access point though mm. um or or if you're like you know a competent english speaker it definitely helps yep um so there's another plug for being bilingual or multilingual.
1: Mm. Absolutely. And what brings you joy, Jennifer Shinkai? Oh,
0: my goodness.
1: Um, your
0: Shakespeare, Shakespeare on, on Saturdays. Oh, let's talk about
1: Shakespeare on, Shakespeare Shakespeare on Saturdays.
0: Saturdays. Saturdays, yes. I always get yeah. the name wrong. I call it Shakespeare Club to my kids. Um, that brings me joy.
1: We're, um, for for those listening, We um, COVID happened, and I decided that I was going to read all of Shakespeare and uh, have asked if there was anybody else who wanted to join in. And we actually found some people who wanted to do that, including Jennifer. And we got a few people. We got people all over the world. People never met before. It's uh, amazing. And it's been very insightful.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love it. So it's a really, because it's not, it's not got any pressure around it or any ego. It's just like fun chats and Mm. It's very inclusive like everyone's opinion is absolutely correct, um, even when it's not
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and having read Shakespeare, what would be what's uh, let's 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 put a takeaway let's away. do a, a takeaway what one takeaway would uh, you and I put for uh, having done <sighs> this for we've done it for over a year now?
0: I know I, do you know I was looking at uh, Bloom yep. and I've like been ticking off yep when we finished the plays. Like, oh, I've read this, I've read this. So that, you know, when it comes to the end, I have missed Measure for Measure though, because I missed that week and I need to catch up and read it, but I don't really want to. Yes. <laughs> um Yeah, and I was like,
1: well, there's not much to go, is there? No, we're, no, we're, we're coming in the final, oh, can,
0: final, final six third? months.
1: Yeah, we got uh, a few plays. We got one more history. We got some poetry to throw in there. Still some yeah. sonnets. But is, is there a takeaway you would have having read Shakespeare?
2: Oh my goodness! I don't know. That's a
0: really difficult question as well. I don't like this question either. I'm well, I mean, be...
1: One of the what, one of the takeaways it? I've gotten is that there are no um, golden calves. I, I've gone into this realizing that there we've questioned should Shakespeare be taught in schools. Mm. And, and we came away with some things saying, you know, some things are appropriate, some are not, but the conversation was important.
0: Yes, like even the, the plays that we've had, like, trouble with have brought out interesting conversations mm. um, and discussions about their relevance and appropriateness. So it, it, it does help in that way. Um, I think what I've liked about our discussions around Shakespeare Hmm. has been yeah um we're not exactly iconoclastic but we're not like uh everything is awesome every single line of prose or text or uh, iambic pentameter is fabulous we're like well didn't really like that bit didn't like this person didn't really like no yeah and that's also fine yeah so I think just taking that very personal view of art and what is meaningful to me in that moment and how I how it resonates with me and then also it's been really interesting just hearing all the different perspectives on it and being like oh yeah that left me cold yeah I hated that part oh and you look what like what (laughs) what what what? I remember that time I said to John like well you need better you need better fantasies mate um (laughs) and it was all all in good fun but uh You know, like just being, all right, so there is a time when people approach this in this way. What would it be like to live in that world where that's the view? And I think as a takeaway, like that's a very useful perspective to have in the world right now. Because it's like so much us versus them, right?
1: My favorite take, I love that we have John in there because John's never read Shakespeare, so he's coming out at this with completely innocent, wonderful eyes, without any slants, and, and he asks the right questions. Yes. Why? Why is this happening? What, what is it? And it's, 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 let, me, uh, let, me,
0: let me clarify. <laughs> let, me, let me just, uh, yeah.
1: And so without that kind of college or university uh, uh, lens that so often we can put in front of classics, I, I,
0: I like also that I'm. Re- I'm, I'm not. Re- you know, when I was reading at university or even at school, I was reading in order to decide what are the themes that I'm mm. going to write my essay on and that I'm going to write this paper on. Yeah. Like I'm reading for an academic outcome, and here I'm just reading like to get it done, and yeah. then maybe to have like a nice chat about it. So it's a totally different perspective on the outcome.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so i you know i I don't think i'm I'm not i'm not reading in the same way
1: yeah 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 i agree with that i i've i'm reading i i one of the things that i'm shocked by is how much fantasy and um fairy tales Mm. that uh, that fall into all of these plays which i i wasn't aware of yeah just an amazing mind that uh, created these um Speaking of amazing minds, let's, I, w- I wanted to ask you, um, cause you're just doing so much um, make March matters Yes, which is another initiative that you've done it, which I've just been so impressed with um, for, you know, entrepreneurs and, and people working talk, talk around that a little bit.
0: Yeah. So the, <laughs> the story of make March matter is, you know, at the end of February, in 2020, all my work got cancelled. And so I said, okay, that's fine. This uh, new coronavirus, that's when we called it Corona, yeah. not COVID in, in English, but uh, still Corona, isn't it, in Japanese? But yep. um, I thought it would just be like just one month, um, then we'll get a handle on it. So what I'll do is um, I'll I was just thinking like, can't just be me that's in this situation and it can't just be me. That's like looking for, um, some, you know, accountability and solidarity. So I was like in the shower and had this idea and, uh, okay, right. I'm going to, you know, make this thing. And, uh, it was so fast, like from having this idea to do it, to like yeah. putting, I, I did all the stuff on Canva, right. I wrote the mission. I just like, this massive like you know the muse the muse hit me divine whatever like the inspiration was so fast and it got out and interestingly this might be tmi um but i'm going to tell you anyway um it was the first day of my period and i always have this story that the first day of my period i'm exhausted and i can't do anything it so it was really great i was able to be like oh actually i can be creative wherever i am in my cycle that's if fine. if it happens in that way, and I'm open to it, right? But normally yep. I'm like, oh, today I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> um, and I let myself, like, have that day, you know, just of low low, uh, low energy. Low bio-rhythm,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. So, th- so anyway, um, so I did that, and I put it out. And then the next, that was, like, the 27th and the 28th was when abe so our first COVID prime minister had <laughs> announced that they were closing the schools.
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, okay, well, my book's not going to get written, but I've still got this group of people. And it just gave me a reason to get out of bed. Mm. I put my makeup on, I had to show up. And, um, and I've heard from many other people that like that was, is, has been the most important part of it is like the consistency. Um, like, you know, Monday's at 8.30, Friday's at five o'clock those kind of bookends to the week as well, especially as a solopreneur. So, you know, you don't have like your weekly one-on-one with your manager to go, here's what I've done about my KPIs and no one's kind of checking in on you or what you're doing. So, and even in this group, like I'm not going to say, oh, David, last week you said you were going to write your newsletter and you still haven't written your newsletter. Oh, that's going to be a B on your, like, you know. um, It's, you know, everyone is um, responsible for themselves, but just sort of seeing what people are up to, um, cheering each other on. And and what's really great now is, like, people are buying from each other. So it's Mm. its own, own, like, ecosystem, right? Um, And people are recommending, referring. um, So it's a really supportive community. And I'm, yeah, super proud of, like, what we've built um, and that, like, more people are doing different types of events, like lunches and, um, yeah, people step up to, like, um, lead Different kind of meetings. Like, if I can't attend, I always say, like, need a guest facilitator. And then we had guest speakers like yourself. We've had like 30 guest speakers. Which people show up and just share their knowledge for these small business owners. It's amazing.
1: I, I've like founded it's
2: 70
0: people, I think now. And I don't do any marketing, don't do any advertising. It's totally free. um I got a lot, lot of people saying, you should monetize this. I'm oh, nah. not interested.
1: Yeah, it's it, to me, it's inspirational and it's, uh, I'm and I know that there's an ecosystem there of of very professional, outstanding people to tap into. And it, it's uh I think it's wonderful.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and you know, tapped into yourself and Catherine and, and others, uh, Jane. Yeah. And uh it's been helpful for me. And uh and I don't participate per se, but uh I just I've been very, very impressed. It's just uh it's what the world needed yes it needs
0: yes yeah and it brings and it brings me so much joy like I love it I love it and uh and I and I sort of always tell myself like if you're still having fun and you're still learning then carry on that's brilliant yeah
1: and so what does uh what's 2022 look like for you
0: Oh, I hate this question too, um, oh. because well, I don't.
1: I, you just don't like any of my questions. Don't
0: like any of your yes. questions. you probably doing it. No, no, I don't well, like the hard questions. Let me sit with this one. I, it's really hard. It's really hard because I actually really like working online.
1: Yeah.
0: And I suspect that the move back to the office will be coming yes. soon. And what does that mean for training? Um, but I think they'll still they'll still be hybrid um, going on. But I just have to think about what that means for my business, um, what that means for my pricing structure, mm-hmm. um, because it just doesn't make sense to have the same pricing for face to face workers online. Like if I want to do a coaching session yep. in your office with you, it's three hours. It's three hours time. Right. If we do it online, it takes an hour. So you want face to face? It's three times as much. Yeah, right. Like that's a interesting, interesting ask. Yeah, right. Um, and that's but that's like the reality of the the, the situation. So I have to I have to think about what it yeah what it looks like from that perspective. But other things which I am sure will happen is that my ikigai manuscript, uh, well, the manuscript not necessarily the proposal, yeah, will be finished. I'm meeting with the potential agent tomorrow. Brilliant! Um, she's the one who originally approached me to write the book, so I really should like get that done. Um, and uh, that was in 2019 that she contacted me. So I think I think it's time. To You're almost that. there.
1: You're almost there. Yeah,
0: almost there. Um, Gus it will be ten released. Years. It
1: takes ten years to get a book done.
0: Yeah, Gus will be released. Yay! Our collaboration that will be released.
1: I'm very excited. Um,
0: so we'll do a, we'll do a book tour uh, for that. Um, my daughter will be going to junior high school. Wow. So I'm looking up cause my calendars, my two calendars for 2021, like big, uh, are on the wall. So I'm yep. looking up and 2021 currently 2022 is empty. I haven't written anything in it. I really want to go and do my usual one month sabbatical in the UK in the summer. That's been a long time coming. So I really want to make that work this year. Um, that's pretty important because obviously like many people haven't yep. seen my parents for a long time or my sister. Um,
1: yeah, I think there'll be yeah. a big flood of travel, won't there?
0: Yeah, I think so. So it's just sort of seeing, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting and seeing and just like taking each day as it comes and there'll be the, I, and I think though, when it comes to the point of like, so I changed, let me change the, the way I say this. The other day I did a public reading for Can Giraffe Swim. Yep. And I was This like, book. Oh, this book. <laughs> yes, this book. Um, I did it at the Simida Expo, which is a local art exhibition that runs every year for a month. I think this was the second time, maybe third time. So please come next year. And then I was like, oh yes, I remember. I remember this like interaction with people. And so there is sometimes like a performance element to parts of facilitation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I was like, Oh yeah, I do like this. Like I, f- I felt it in my body again, yeah. this, this performance element. So I was like, yeah, that's whilst I get passionate and I'm really engaged with online work. I'm not using my full body. Like I was, all like really expressive in everything. And um, I'm not sure how well that would go down with all my corporate clients, but yeah. So I think I need to do this. I need to process what this this new normal will look like for me. What's the balance between being in the room and being in a virtual room? Um, What does it look like? How do I make it work? And then as well, right? You know, I want to be having like one day a week which is, um, I don't want to say it's not business because it is business. Because my it's goal is business. also to be,
2: yeah. is
0: also to be like a financially successful artist.
2: Mm.
0: I don't want it to be a hobby. Yeah. Um, so, but it's a different element of my business, and it's. Uh, I just want to block off that time so there's no meetings, and then I don't end up like you know doing my expenses and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and that it's uh, you know floor to ceiling on. Either output or, um, as I described with my coach, Sarah Fulia, I like creating rigor because I'm self-taught, right? Yeah, sure. So I want to, I I get stuck, have an image in my head. Yes. And I don't have like the technique to put the this to here so how do i put this to here and i think that you know every artist has that every every creator of every kind right and whether it's uh putting together an event or like balancing the books right we're all creators there so how do i get this to be like this match my expectations match my vision so yeah.
1: i'm working i like the, There was you remind me of a story with uh winston churchill when he was out with the canvas and learning to paint. And I forgot who the the teacher was famous painter, obviously. And uh, said, uh, Winston, attack the son of a bitch. And that's, that's how you get rid of that blank canvas. I think, and that's a good way to do anything. You were talking about physicality in, in your training and uh, in the, in the classroom. I'm going to, you've been doing that for a long time. Here's, here's a, there's, there's some. uh, (laughs) Oh my God physicality of stretch, uh, training
2: stretch <laughs> Stray- stretch
1: i have someone in my office doing um if for those of you who are listening i'm showing a picture of uh 2000 and not seven oh my god eight, i thought no doing, uh, i need to do stretch uh, again and uh,
0: wow here's I another i'm so stiff in my upper shoulders yeah
1: there's a there's another oh one.
0: my goodness naomi yeah, and
1: uh you in the office
0: oh these are great
1: isn't that uh back in the wow. day wow wow uh, i was uh i was someone in our office was talking about doing yoga in the office and check like, oh yeah we used to do that and uh yeah. these uh these popped out this morning so i thought i would uh, share but well, we
0: also though uh later on at EnWorld, we brought in a teacher every monday
1: oh wow
2: and
0: we had like all um all this yoga kit like office yoga kit in the storeroom and then we'd open up the boardroom not no not the boardroom we had like two meeting rooms training rooms and we open them up it's amazing
1: oh that's brilliant she
0: would got like everybody would pay themselves but like the company had sponsored to like buy some mats and then and like weight not not weights but what they call bolsters and things and blankets um yeah and she would come every monday it was brilliant
1: oh that's really
0: good really good after work it's best
1: i'm looking to do more of that but working at home you can now do that with your own life right which is fantastic. yes fantastic well you've been wonderful to catch up with today thank
2: you and uh
1: we, we need to actually have a lunch now we can yes do that yeah, do we'll, do dinner. we'll do dinner anyway
0: yes um i'm not choosing the location
1: <laughs> any we haven't talked about harry potter but uh, besides that uh, anything else that uh, we've missed
0: um what else have we missed so yeah listen to my podcast oh we can with
1: dinner so, uh, which is wonderful.
0: Also and, available uh, on YouTube. YouTube. Not and we singer. should
1: uh, and call you up for so people should call you for coaching and uh, training.
0: Executive coaching and then like group facilitation. So I do stuff around Ikigai, um inclusion, and basically to just improve communication within your team so that work is less crap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like,
0: really still six years in, still need to work on this copy, but like that's the <laughs> element, right? Like I just Thank you have you a bar-
1: background in marketing, I think. I know, but I, I know. think that's what's on the tim. So you're, you're, it's not crap. Yeah,
0: yeah, or well, maybe just less.
1: Less, less crap. crap, more fun. Work. Less
0: crap. You spent so uh, much time there, right? Yeah, so much time.
1: That's that's wonderful. Yeah. So all those notes will be in uh, the 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 notes for for podcasts yes all the, the, show, the, notes. the show, show notes, notes. that's In what the that's, show notes, that's the all the these lingo. things and, the, and follow us and yes Jennifer
0: like and subscribe
1: because subscribe yours below. your podcast is is so good so um I'm I'm going to be talking to Max who's on your show so we just yes. we just talk to the same people <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> from know, different
0: angles right done. everyone's got different totally different stories so yeah I talked with Max a lot about his book time off um, because it connects to uh, an idea in some researchers did around the Ikigai nine, which is different from the Venn diagram that everyone knows, which is also not Ikigai, but anyway, um, and one of those things, which comes up a lot in when I do corporate workshops around Ikigai. Yeah. um, One of the questions to answer is I have room in my mind and it's the question which consistently, regardless of geography, regardless of like the level in the organization, is the lowest. Like so people disagree with this statement. Hmm. So things like I believe that I matter to someone or I'm excited to learn new things like can tend to be quite high. Um, but I have room in my mind. It's always low, um, which very much aligns with what um, Max and John talk about in Time Off around the idea of noble leisure, as he calls yes. it. I think you would too. I call I it leisure. It. Yeah. I love it. Potato potato. Um, and yeah, just this idea of how do you cultivate in the age of distraction? Mm. How do you cultivate space room in your mind?
1: Um, oh. yeah. Well, we'll put a link for Max in on this one as well, as yes. well as uh, can giraffe swim. It's interesting. because <laughs> I, I, I did a call with Max, uh, after your introduction, thank you. And I started reading time off, which is fantastic. And, um, then did uh, chatting with Max and and I said, oh, you know, what are we going to talk about? And just as a preview, we're not going to talk about time off. It's not interesting Yeah, exactly. To him anyway. Like he's, he's got this done. whole other thing, he's right, about
0: like music and AI, yeah. and like I didn't even, it didn't even scratch the surface of
1: that. So, because, so I was so, going yeah. in, I was diving in, going, I'm, I've read your book, I'm ready. And he's like, yeah, let's not talk about that. Like, okay. <laughs>
0: was are the best, though, like um, Henry Seals that I interviewed as well on the podcast. Originally, I wanted to talk to him about his work as a human rights, um, not ambassador activist. He's, he's like he he has a regular job in HR yeah. and then he also does this work as a human rights. I can't remember. We, see, we didn't even talk about it. And I said, what do you want to talk about? He says, I want to talk about divorce. I said, let's talk about divorce then.
2: That's right. Brilliant. And,
0: and we, we talked about that. Um as it relates to Ikigai, Guy, right? About um how to navigate those difficult things and how to decide what's making you happy. And yeah, it was really um unexpected but powerful. And um, even if you're not married or in a relationship, um it's it, it's it's about divorce, but it's not about divorce, right? Yeah. It's it's about how how to live your life, how to make those decisions. I was just um looking at the transcript the other day and it reminded me of something you know someone was saying like oh i think you're a terrible person right and like because he got divorced once or twice or something i can't remember at what point it was in his in his life and it's like then it was actually it was all about them it was all like him him getting divorced reminded them that probably they should be divorced
1: oh wow yeah
0: right um so there's all that those things right that
1: just reflecting what...
0: Yeah, what, like, the, uh, you know, like the choices you make. So when people, um, I don't know if you have any, you know, haters in the world, but like when people are like, who do you think you are? Why are you doing that? Why are you posting these things? It's like, who gave you permission? Um, it's more about there's something that that person, that you doing this, mm-hmm. it's reminding them that they're maybe not doing it or something similar that's important to them and th- their blockage is. So you you've kind of broken the status quo and it holds up a mirror right
1: yeah you're like I, I i don't know why but i have this image of iago yeah <laughs> and he's one of these haters and uh re- reflecting his uh his
0: uh yeah well he can't he can't he, believe he that can't the, be De Desemona, love is pure, right, right? right? Yeah. he can't yeah. believe like who's who's the really jealous person in uh in othello well, right. obviously Othello is jealous uh without without reason. <laughs> like let's not I'll say that. But yeah, Iago is the is the greenest of the green-eyed monsters, I think.
1: And it's uh reflects, you know, currently what what happens in our world, whether it's social media or whether it's just on a, a daily basis or a work basis, or someone telling you can't do something when it's obvious that there's so much that can be done. Mm. It's wonderful. Yeah. But let's 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 leave that there. It's a positive kind of we've we've put everything in yes and put a bow on it
0: wonderful beautiful go out and live your life everyone
1: so thank you jennifer shinkai
0: thank you very much david i loved it
1: (laughs) there you go you're reading that off the script have a wonderful day i'm going to stop this Thank you for joining the Barefoot Lunch podcast today with Jennifer Shinkai. I hope you enjoyed that. If you would, please like or share wherever you download your podcasts. And join me next time for the Barefoot Lunch podcast. Make it a beautiful life and enjoy this recording of Django Reinhardt's Brazil.